0: why men should be like ants, why women will destroy you, and how to have dinner with the dead. All this and more from the book of Proverbs. Welcome to Daily Gospel, equipping you to know God through his word and his son, Jesus Christ. My name is Keith, and this is Brandon. Welcome. Reminder to like, subscribe, comments all the good stuff. If you're on Spotify, jump on over to YouTube and like, subscribe, and comment.
1: Yeah, I love. Okay, comment, comment for us, because I really want to hear this. What is your favorite proverb? Like, like, yes. Give me a genuine proverb that you like, but also I love to hear just like th- ones that you think are funny. Well, it's all God's word, so it's all profitable. Yeah, it's all profitable and, yeah, good, right? all profitable and mm-hmm. good. Yeah, but there are some funny ones. That I mean, would be hilarious. Humor's not lacking. From let's this book. let's see what proverbs y'all
0: like, and uh, yeah, yeah. Give some, us give us something good. There's some gold, and. Uh, you can't comment any of the ones that we say on the show, so you have to listen to the whole thing.
1: Yeah, you got to do some do different <laughs> ones. Come on, pick
0: your own. Pick your own proverbs. Come on, awesome. Well, I don't think I uh, introduced ourselves. My name is Keith. This is Brandon, and we are pastors at Gospel Community Church. I think you did here in Santa Cruz. Well, uh, I didn't. I, I did. think You did. no I well, we did, did it twice. A- after
1: you slammed women in the in the intro, hey, I just want to say hey, hashtag not all women. Hey, you know, I'm just women, I'm just, just reading, reading the word of the Lord. I love women. I have one. God loves you. Women. Have you have one? Go- God I made women. one.
0: You made one. You have one. That's right. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I have a wife.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> let's get into it. So, not all women, not all women are bad, but women, the the, the woman pictures is a big theme in the book. Yeah, of we can learn a lot from what,
0: we can learn a lot about wisdom from women and bad women,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. We're going in well, we'll, a rabbit we'll hole. Go we should keep going. We'll go with that. Yeah, this yeah. is going to end us in a very bad place. Yes. So let's, let's just look a little back. So we just finished the book of Job. So yep. looking back on the book of Job. In started our wisdom, wisdom literature readings. That's right. Yeah, huh? wisdom literature. So wisdom literature, it's typically uh, poetic. It's poetry. And how do you tell if it's poetry? The white spaces. The white spaces are on the text. That's Perfect. the technical yep. way to do it. It's designed uh, to give us wisdom, right? To examine what wisdom is where it comes from, how we can live well. And we saw in Job that it comes from God. Amen. Right. That's the big idea in the book of Job is that wisdom comes only from God. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was a book about suffering, but the the central idea is actually about wisdom. How can we understand our circumstances? How can we live well? How can we receive wisdom? And the the reality pointed out throughout the book is that human forms of wisdom always come up short. Right. So, Job has this this uh, poem in chapter twenty eight where he talks about how wisdom comes from God, mm-hmm. and then God's monologues at the end.
0: Yeah, you were arguing that's one of the more important verses in the Old Testament, right? Yeah. So. No, it's
1: yeah, it's a hugely yeah. hugely important passage. So, and an underrated chapter, I think. No. So the point is that wisdom comes from God, and we saw that in chapter twenty eight that the fear of the Lord mm-hmm. is the beginning of wisdom. Right. So that theme is going to be taken up in the book of Proverbs, and it's going to be uh, fleshed out in terms of. The, the normal patterns of wisdom. So, Job dealt with the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. Proverbs, though, is the rule, right? <laughs> so, Proverbs is the the rules behind how we uh, interact in life. And um, you know, I, I think I think we tend to think we're the exception mm-hmm. when very often our circumstances are more the rule, right? I I think of that uh, that chick flick, which I'm sure you've seen many times, but uh, it's called. Um, Oh gosh, he's just not into you? No. Yeah. So anyway, this this, this movie I I appreciate one thing about it, which was kind of the main idea of the the movie is there's this guy and he's like, every woman thinks that they're the exception when they're actually the rule. So it's like, oh well, you know, that woman over there who so and so knows like she had a terrible, you know, boyfriend who was abusive and then he turned good, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and so you look for an exception and then try to apply it to your life. Um and he says, You're not the exception, you're the rule. Mm. And and then of course it has to end with him like, You're my exception, like you're I love you. And it's like, Okay, you just ruined the whole thing. I was like totally cheering for you in this movie and then you got sappy and dumb. Yeah, but I think that's very important for us. We very often are the rules. So the Proverbs gives us basic rules for how to live, for how to be wise. And Job and Ecclesiastes deal with more of the exceptions. Right. Of well, what about what about this circumstance? How do things go wrong? Yeah. And and how you know just a simplistic way of seeing the world doesn't actually do us do it justice.
0: For sure, that makes total sense. I also see the book of Proverbs is just like very practical, right? Yeah. It's 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 obviously not. And we'll talk about this. I'm, I'm sure. Like these are not commands from God, and and it's not continuing the retribution, you know, patterns of you know, do this and this will happen, but it's talking about generalities. But there's so much practical wisdom. Like, how do we actually apply wisdom to our life? If we understand where it comes from and what it's all about, how do we actually live it out? And so it's just just practical.
1: Yeah, so yeah, you're totally right. It's not the vending machine theology of you do these things, God will bless you. Right. We just use God. Um, But it gives us some basic rules for life, Mm. and it's so practical, so helpful. So so what is Proverbs? Well, Proverbs is a collection of sayings. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, some are disconnected, so we're gonna have some things at the beginning that are very connected and orderly, and then it starts, sort of gets random, at least it seems random to us. Um, but it, but there, there there's a big theme to this book. It's all tied together. Someone put these things together in a way that's very intentional. Now, like we said, it seems simplistic, but it's not gonna just be that vending machine sort of theology. Right. It's, it's just looking at general patterns. So some people think, as you get more into the book of Proverbs, it doesn't seem very spiritual. You know, there's lots of things that aren't mentioned in the book of Proverbs. But that the intro to Proverbs, the first nine chapters, set up for us the theology of the book and help us understand why seeking wisdom is an act of worship. right? And it's how we relate to God in, in, in some sense. And uh, it's very important for our spiritual life. So we'll, we'll look at that today. Mm-hmm. And then next week we'll get into more of the the kind of random proverbs, I guess you could say. So the book was written mostly by Solomon. Um, There's also different authors in it. There's Augur in chapter 30, Lemuel, King Lemuel in chapter 31. Mm -hmm. We don't really know who those people are. Right. Uh, We see the the wise Mm -hmm. write some sayings starting in chapter 22. We see the men of Hezekiah in 25. Yeah. makes sense that this book would
0: come from this era too. I mean, considering Solomon's story that we've already gone over and the wisdom that he got from God, you know? Yeah.
1: So, exactly. So yeah. men of Hezekiah, it's possible that these are the guys who put the book together since they were much later, right? Hezekiah was around the fall of uh, the Northern Kingdom. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, you know, these are probably the guys that took it all and in, in put it in the structure that, that it's in hmm. currently. So that's, that's you know, not for sure, but very possible. Well, who's the audience to this book? Yeah, it's written primarily for young men. Interesting. And I assume that's because the young men are the dumbest demographic. Probably. I think that's why. Accurate statement. Fact check true. A woman, I believe, can gain much from the book of Proverbs, even though it focuses a lot on young men, especially if you get the bigger message. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not just specific to men, everything here applies to women. Humanity, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, yeah. but, you know, God knew that young men were stupid. Aren't you glad that you're super old?
0: Yeah, <laughs> and we're and, finally and not, stupidity and foolishness yeah. has completely left me. Yeah, exactly. yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're super super old. Yeah, thirties. Uh, let's thirty two. Thirty two years young. Yeah. Uh, it's so good age, good age. Yeah, it is a good age. So the outline of the book is is pretty simple. We're just going to divide it based upon the different sections that are in the book. It kind of divides it up for us. Cool. So. Chapter one, verses one to seven is this prologue. It mm-hmm. sets the stage for everything. And then we have these long discourses from you know chapter one, verse eight, all the way to the end of chapter nine. So chapters one through nine are basically these longer discourses about wisdom. And then we have the shorter proverbs that are mostly by Solomon yeah. from chapter 10 to 29. And then we have the end cap of the book. So thirty, chapter thirty is written by Augur, mm-hmm. sayings of Augur. And then you have King Lemuel at the beginning of 31, and then it ends with the famous Proverbs 31 woman. Mm-hmm. So that's how the book ends. So it's gonna be interesting. A lot of people say you should read a chapter of Proverbs every day of the month. <laughs> you know, and, and it, I think that's that's great. I did that for a long time. Just read one chapter a day, be, you know, because months have 31 days sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very practical. You can read this book a lot and always get something new from it.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen to that. Well, you want to get into it? Let's do it. Awesome. Chapter one. I, I do feel like the, this part up to verse seven of chapter one, it, it almost summarizes the whole book. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep.
1: The purpose of the book, right? To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction and in wise dealing. Verse four, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. This is the, the whole point of it. And then mm-hmm. the thesis of the book is summed up in chapter, or chapter one, verse seven. Mm. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of, of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Preach so that's that's the idea so and again we saw this in the in the book of job Mm -hmm. that he says the same thing essentially yeah so what's the idea here well the idea is that your actions your morality your life will flow from your relationship to god Mm -hmm. so meaning your relationship meaning do you know god and also how do you think about god Mm -hmm. your theology right what you believe about god and how you relate to him will determine everything else about your life right man just that alone is worth the entire book of proverbs just to know that so i mean that means the priority we have to have on knowing god and pursuing him i mean obviously we we know that already we should be pursuing him and learning about him every single day but if if this is true if you can't have wisdom and knowledge apart from god and, and knowing him then um yeah, you'd be a fool to pursue anything else. Right. right. I mean, this is what we have to be looking to every single day. Yeah, so amen. how do you view God? How do, what do you think about God? And you know, I mean, you, you've been in, in counseling a lot and studying counseling. I mean, such a, a big theme in counseling is getting to the heart of the matter with people, literally, getting to the, the, their heart, spiritually speaking, to ask what is, what is it in your beliefs, in your way of seeing God, and knowing God, that is causing you to turn to the sin.
0: Mm, yeah, Amen. And yeah, Job. Job is a great place to go for anything like that. Understanding, um, yeah, the heart of man. I mean, think, think about the story of Job just briefly, since we just went over it last week. Job knows things about God. He understands who he is. He understands that he, he's even innocent, but he's still suffering. He still despairs at different times, but ultimately, he's he's faithful, and he even admits this at one point in Job. Right? Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Understanding who God is, who we are, and that the heart, you know, heart issues of man are like really what need to be tackled in order for us to actually live a life, you know, uh, that's pleasing to God. So, Absolutely. so Proverbs is great, man. It, it lets us actually, applicably, know what we need to do to to define true wisdom.
1: Fear God. You know? Absolutely. That's so, so. That's a memory <laughs> verse right there. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's such a big a big verse in Proverbs and in the whole wisdom literature.
0: Also, uh, you know, a misconstrued idea in today's church theology around the fear of God, you know, so yeah. very often ignored in its seriousness, I
1: think. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. No. So from then from here on, we get into these longer discourses on wisdom all the way through chapter nine, and that's what we're going to focus on mm. today. Mm. We're not going to get past chapter nine. Right. Um, so these th- these are written, these discourses are written either from the perspective of a father speaking to his son or of wisdom personifies speaking to us mm-hmm. so that's what we see again and again so yeah, and call, so. so again this is very clear in, in theological instruction for how to understand the rest of the book this is an interpretive grid that you can then place over the rest of the book that makes sense. to see how it fits together no is this just basic like i want to have a happy life mm-hmm. and the answer is no this is much deeper than that right this is eternally important wisdom is so proverbs 1 we see this, this you know speech from a father to a son, don't be enticed by sinners. People out there are looking to destroy you, people are looking to entice you into a gang, into peer pressure, whatever it might be, to get you to act in a foolish way. So be careful who your companions are, be careful who your friends are. Does that happen today in today's culture? I, I think it does a little bit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know that you and Caleb peer pressure me to do all sorts of terrible things. I'm trying to get you to drink coffee. Oh uh, yeah, see exactly, sin. <laughs> when when God's drink is green tea, of course. Ugh. So so don't be enticed by sinners, right? Don't don't be caught in. And, and he says, really, this is what this is what sin is. This is what sin does. Verses seventeen to nineteen it says, for in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird. Meaning, if you set a trap for a bird in plain sight, they're not going to go into it. Right. But these men lie in wait for their own blood. Mm. They set an ambush for their own lives. They, these men are setting a trap for themselves. They're not just stupid enough to step into a trap. They're actually causing the trap in their own life. That's S- sin. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. Mm. It takes away the life of its possessors.
0: What an act! I mean, it blows my mind every time we come to God's word, how long ago that this was written, and how accurate it still is today about the condition of man's heart. Absolutely.
1: No. Absolutely. And theme alert here, mm-hmm. just as, as we're coming upon this verse – Notice how many times we read a verse and it says, you will die if you do this thing. Right. How many people have you known who've who've died from greed? (laughs) That doesn't seem to be accurate. I mean, it's destructive. So why is it saying that? It seems seems very strange, but this is an important theme as well. So in the second half of chapter 1, we see wisdom calling out. Mm -hmm. So starting in verse 20, right? Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the market, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gate, she speaks, how long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? Mm. So she's calling out, she's saying, if you're simple, come to me, um, receive knowledge, receive life, uh, be secure by pursuing wisdom. So we see that wisdom now is personified and speaking and she's present everywhere. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go anywhere special to find wisdom because wisdom is seeking us out. Mm. right? God's revealing his truth to us. Yeah, Verse
0: verse 23, if you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you and I will make my words known to you.
1: That's right. And guess what? If you don't seek wisdom, (laughs) you die. Verses 32, right? For the simple are killed by their turning away, and the complacency of fools destroys them. So again, that theme of of death. Now in chapter 2, we see how we need to be actively engaged in seeking wisdom. Mm -hmm. Verses 3 and 4, I love all the Mm -hmm. verbs that are used here or really starting in verse 1, right? If you receive my words mm-hmm. and treasure up my commandments, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it, as for hidden treasure. Look at all those verbs. It's an mm-hmm. active thing. Right. You have to actively seek wisdom. That's what it means. That's that's the foundation of being wise, is seeking wisdom. And verses 5 and 6 show us that it only ultimately comes from God, right? right, as we've seen before, verse five, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding hmm. reminds me of, of James chapter one, if any of you lacks wisdom, yeah. let him ask God, right God wants to give you wisdom right so you have but you have to seek it diligently, you have to be asking I mean do you do you you know daily or at least weekly pray to God, give me wisdom mm-hmm. You acknowledge to God, I don't have what I need to follow you, and so I need you to give me wisdom and insight. For I need you help in me life. with these circumstances. Yeah. yeah, just generally speaking. I mean, yeah. that's why I pray all the time because it's it's I'm so lacking it, and God promises to give it to us. Mm-hmm. And that's an amazing thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how many other things has God promised to give to us? Mm-hmm. I guess eternal life if we seek Him. But I mean, that that's really interesting. So God, just that posture of seeking it from God, God wants to grant you that request. Mm-hmm. But how many of us don't think we need it right so we see that the need to pursue god pursue wisdom chapter three is obviously has some really famous verses in it i had you know lucy memorize a little bit of this because i think it's so important to have set the foundation of of our uh of our faith in jesus but proverbs 3 5 trust mm-hmm. in the lord with all your heart do not lean on your own understanding Right. So knowing that God's the source of wisdom means you trust him, but you also actively do not trust in your own way of seeing things. Yeah, how many times do you
0: know, those hurting and those in, in sin just continually try to trust on their own knowledge, their own feelings, their own understanding of the way things work? Yeah. doesn't lead to anything good. and leads to what you've been talking about, death.
1: And of course, we saw that with Job's friends. Yep. They were leaning on their own understanding. They were very smart people, but they, they came up short. But they, they didn't know what God knew yeah yeah they were lacking some some (laughs) crucial information as we all are yeah exactly be not wise verse 7 be not wise in your own eyes Mm -hmm. fear the lord and turn from you it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones Mm. refreshing bones refreshing bones (laughs) yes it will it will uh you know nourish you and cleanse you and satisfy you yeah To seek after wisdom so and then verse verse uh Eight, oh, sorry, verses 11 to 12, we see God's discipline. Mm-hmm. This is a theme even in the book of Hebrews, right? My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For yep. The Lord reproves him whom he loves yep. as the father the son whom he delights. So God's going to bring difficult things into your life in order to purify you, to make you more like him. Mm-hmm. God has a purpose in that. And then verse 18 is very instructive as well because, again, we, we can ask the question of, is this all about just physical prosperity, financial prosperity, whatever, long life? Right. And no, there's something, something much deeper happening with wisdom, which is that it's a tree of life. Verse 18, she is a tree of life to the, speaking of wisdom, she's a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. So we actually see this tree of life language later in the book as well. But what is, where does the tree of life come from? Mm-hmm. Well, obviously it comes from Genesis. Chapter two, so the Garden of Eden, the place where God dwelt with man, paradise, is where we have access to the Tree of Life. So he's, what he's saying here is, wisdom brings us back mm-hmm. to the Garden of Eden, to paradise, to what we've been looking for and, and, right. and lacking. So that, I mean that's a big, that's a big idea. This is more than just prosperity in the earthly sense. This is actually connection with God. Right. So we're getting these hints as to the depth of what he's speaking about here. Yeah don't don't be shallow with your understanding of the book of proverbs now let's go to chapter four chapter four the chapter four has one of the was one of the great statements. You, you you mentioned this earlier and i i'd written it down so we both are mm-hmm. on the same page here <laughs> proverbs 4 7 because we know the beginning of wisdom is to fear the lord that's right. what we just read in proverbs 1 7 proverbs 4 7 says this the beginning of wisdom is this get wisdom just get it and whatever you get get insight <laughs> The beginning of wisdom is this, get it, go after it, pursue it. Yeah. I love that because so, we tend to be so passive, right? Well, no. oh, I just don't know. No. Look for it, pursue it. Right. And we saw that in chapter, chapter 2 as well. Yep. Chapter, or chapter 4, verses 18 and 19 just paint this amazing picture of what it's like to pursue mm. wisdom and follow God. The path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness they do not know over what they stumble mm. to be to be wise to pursue wisdom is it's like the sun rising and your life gets better and better and brighter and brighter as you go along right and wickedness is the opposite right it just leads to the it's death. just a downward spiral of decay now yep. also an important <laughs> verse we have in terms of this idea of um, what the book is all about is proverbs four twenty three, and this is important for understanding our, our own motivations of our heart but Proverbs four twenty three says, "Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life." Yeah. So, life itself, the way we act, the way we, um, fo- you know, follow God and pursue wisdom, it comes from the heart. Mm-hmm. It comes from what we love, and we saw this in the book of Job as well. But very another great memory verse: Your life flows from what you love, what you think about, what you believe. That's that's where life comes from.
0: Yeah, the heart. Yeah, I mean, again, like we were just saying earlier, like if. We know we're broken people, and we know we need to change. We know we need to become more sanctified and more like God. And the way to do that is address the heart. Like, examine your heart, right? Don't be passive in that. Like, look deep down inside. Just because you do this or that and it's sinful doesn't mean that sinful act is necessarily
1: the deep problem, right? Yeah. So go for the heart.
0: God is always getting to the heart. So Proverbs 5, huh?
1: Proverbs 5, we start to hear about women that are bad. (laughs) Again. Yeah, Hashtag, not all women, not all women, not all women, not not normative. Maybe most of the time, uh, no, no, just some of the time, some of the time. It depends on who A you. A little know. bit of the time, right? I, here, I think the Proverbs thirty one woman gets so much attention in Christian culture, but you know, he's been really under undervalued. Is the Proverbs five woman? Amen. The Proverbs five woman. This is the woman that you, Brandon, tell us want about this. Avoid. Tell us about this woman. Yeah, we call her the P five for short. P five. That's how I, I refer to her sometimes. This is, this is, and this is, uh, the next few chapters are, are like all about this, this woman. It's like a, lot, a little over the top. But again, we, we're thinking about young men. So this is mm-hmm. young men's downfall. The lips. But there's something deeper here. And we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. But For her lips are forbidden. <laughs> of a forbidden woman, are drip
1: honey. And her speech is smoother than oil. But in the end, she's bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps follow the path to Sheol. That's the grave. Deceptive. She does not ponder the path of life. Her ways wander and she does not know it. So do not be enticed to sexual immorality with the Proverbs 5 woman who wants to entice you because it leads to destruction. There's also Proverbs 5 man, okay? Oh, yeah. I, I, I've, I've known these dudes, yep. right? They want to, and the Bible talks about these men who want to seduce women mm-hmm. and destroy women. So be careful who you are. You know, romantic with and don't right. have sex before marriage. And I mean, this is all these kind of principles that are being laid out for us here.
0: Yeah. The worst is when you get a P5 man and a P5 woman together. Oh, wow. And they just, just destroy each other. Wow. Yeah. That's rough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so we see here again this theme of death, death and destruction coming from sin. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and this we can maybe see a little bit more clearly, but even that, like how many men die directly as a result of. An adulterous affair mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, premarital sex. It seems a little bit over the top. They yeah, lost or whatever. We're, yeah. we're going to see something deeper with all of this. So keep this all in mind. Well,
0: I mean, it, we know that truth about it's the same thing in the garden, right? God promised that if they ate the fruit, they would die, but they didn't die right then. Yeah. But the logical conclusion of sin is ultimately death yeah like and i love proverbs because it is literally showing us how that process happens like exactly yeah. like very very detailed
1: <laughs> Oh, absolutely absolutely yeah. so we see we see not just a negative command but also a positive command he's he says in verse 15 drink well water from your own sister and he's saying have have sex with your wife mm-hmm. i know maybe some you know a lot of guys are like i don't have a wife no one loves me get a wife Get a wife. Um, yeah, easy. Come on, easy. No, but God, it, God's commands are negative and they're positive. So mm-hmm. he's not saying that sex, sex, sex at all is bad. He's saying pursue it in the right context and you'll be satisfied. Yeah. And if you're called to be celibate for your whole life, that's still far more satisfying and good mm-hmm. than sexual morality. Did, did Solomon follow this rule? <laughs> not quite, not quite. <laughs> the, the rules that he wrote. Yeah. Verse 19 is a verse that... All men can, can agree with, right? Which verse? Chapter 5, verse 19, right? Let her breasts fill you at all times with delight. Ah, uh, yes. And all the men said, amen. 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 Try this, guys, try this with your wife today, okay? Just go to her and say, babe, we should follow all God's commands, right? <laughs> all of them? And then and just say, I was, you know, I was deep in the word today, and God spoke to me. And I'm not saying like he just spoke to me like I felt something like he actually objectively spoke to me in his word, <laughs> um, and just see how that see how that works. I don't know. It's worth a try. It's a great idea. Yeah, you <laughs> miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, so <laughs> you might as well try. But but you know, all jokes aside, God is telling us to pursue something good. Right. He gives us good gifts. Chapter six, we see some great stuff on laziness. Oh. Followed I mean, by some more warnings about adultery. <laughs> the,
0: the my most quoted. Counseling verse for college age guys is Proverb six six. <laughs> so, Go to the ant, O sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. Literally, yeah, right. be like an ant because yeah. you're not being like an ant. <laughs> she, yeah.
1: she doesn't. The ant doesn't have any chief ruler. No, no one. I mean, they have a queen, but no one's telling them what to do is the idea. And yet, look at how how much they produce. How hard they work. They have no brain. Yeah, they have tiny tiny brain, and yet they prepare. For the, for, you know, the, the winter, mm-hmm. they work hard and they, they plan. And yeah, we can be the same way, right? I, I love verses 9 through 11, right? How long will you lie there? Oh, sluggard. This is also a great, great one for college students. When will you arise from your sleep? It is <laughs> 2 in the afternoon and you're still sleeping. I'm about to go to bed. Like I've <laughs> finished my day. Like I'm done. You're still sleeping. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. And poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. Mm. Um, it's it, don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Yeah, it's it's a destructive thing. And so then we see you know more about adultery in chapter six, chapter seven. We see more about adultery, more about this kind of woman that destroys us. Mm-hmm. Again, speaking about something I think a little more than just a woman, but the, the, the principles here are important to understand before we get to that. Um, this is a woman that entices the simple-minded, the, the stupid men, and. It's. It points to a man who's who's already being foolish with his actions. So we see in chapter seven, verse seven. I've seen among the simple, I have perceived among the youths. Hey, it's like what we call the, the youth group, right? The youths, <laughs> you young people. I've seen a young man lacking sense passing along the street near her corner. Oh, he's not. He's not. Not smart.
0: Uh, he's uh, already planned his temptation right there. Yeah, taking the road to
1: her house in the twilight in the evening at the time of night and darkness. So he's going out at night and walking exactly where he shouldn't be. So he's inviting temptation. I don't
0: know how I sinned. I just it just
1: <sighs> overtook me again. Yeah. My favorite is like, "Oh man, I don't we just like me and my girlfriend we had sex. I don't know what happened, you know. It's like there are a, quite a few steps <laughs> to that." Do you want to go yeah. over the steps? Like us? do I need to Yeah, like yeah. I'm not going to Going that in depth, but no, very often we put ourselves into temptation's way, and then we are surprised when we get destroyed. Mm. But this woman is is destructive, right? We see she's dressed a certain way to entice. She speaks loudly. She's she's all over the place, right? Looking to entice men to destroy them. Uh, verse twenty three, right? He does not know that it will cost him his life. Mm. Or verse twenty six: Many a victim has she laid low all her slain are a mighty throng Hmm. so uh yeah so avoid this kind of woman right and again women seem to be getting a bad rap here but what we're going to see in this in this book is that not all women (laughs) hashtag is that women uh, the woman is the picture for wisdom and folly right in terms of so god's going to use this as a picture in both directions um in order to teach this young man uh, us young men what is you know the wrong kind of enticement will destroy us. Oh. So chapter eight is wisdom calling out, which will be personified as a woman later, right? But this wisdom is is calling, right? She's she's crying out. So verse three, we see her as a, as a she, right? She's crying out and she's calling. And who is she calling to? She's calling to verse five, the simple ones, the fools. She wants people who are simple and foolish to learn wisdom. Hmm. And she's offering something that is of inestimable value. Verses 10 and 11. And take my instruction instead of silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. Take this instead of wealth. How much time do we spend working to get wealth? How much energy do we spend trying to get a house or any of the things that we're supposed to do to become prosperous and wealthy? And here she's saying, Prioritize wisdom.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I even say like, and I feel like we have an idea of going and getting educated about something is going and getting wisdom on something. I think culturally we kind of think that sometimes, but I see more of people going to college just to get a good job somewhere right they're not really going to learn deeply about oh well, i see know. a lot of people going yeah. to
1: college and becoming more fools yeah. than they were when they went in yeah. because well because they're they're keeping company with fools also known as professors so, <laughs> <laughs> at least Preach. that yeah i mean <laughs> i know hashtag not all professors hashtag yeah. not all professors um but you most, know most but, most but a lot especially at ucsc <laughs> right a lot of professors are complete fools Right. Who deny God, or right? the fool says in his heart there is no God. By definition That's, they're yeah, foolish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you 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 think that, that those people are going to teach you, well, you're going to be sadly disappointed as yeah. to what you become. We're not saying they don't know
0: any information. They yeah. definitely know information. Yeah. But, yeah. but they're foolish.
1: <laughs> Maybe you gotta get that degree, I know, but just put those people in their proper category. Mm-hmm. Understand what they can give you and the little bit they can give you and the vast amount of things they can't give you. Right. Including wisdom. So uh, again. Uh, let's see we're, we're in we're, what are we in We're chapter eight? yep we got we gotta get to the end of chapter nine here uh, in just a second. but so uh, we see chapter eight, right? forever finds me finds life verse 35. whoever finds me finds life. So wisdom is synonymous with life again, but he who fails to find me injures himself. All who hate me love death. man, mm-hmm. this theme you can't get away from it right. So again, we see in chapter nine a lady wisdom. We see her calling out, right? So she's making this feast and inviting people to this feast. Verse three, (laughs) well, puberty hit there. Verse three is very important. It says, from the highest places in the town. Hmm. That's where she calls out. So she's calling from the highest places in the town. Now, um, a lot of scholars have pointed out The highest place in the town in the ancient Near East, it's true in Jerusalem, it's true in other cities as well, though, the highest place was where the temple was located. Mm. So nothing in the town will be higher than the place where the gods reside, or in the case of Israel, Yahweh, the true God. So wisdom is located in the highest place. So a lot of people say this is a reminder of the temple, and it seems to indicate that wisdom, this lady wisdom, is pointing to God himself. Mm. That she is something that identifies closely with God and with worship of God. Right. So she's calling out from the highest places in the town. Now, and she's calling again to the simple, right? Verse 4, whoever's simple, let them turn in here. In the second half of the, the chapter, though, you have another woman displayed. That's woman folly. We've already seen woman folly. She was the Proverbs 5 woman. She was right. the Proverbs 6 and 7 woman. Mm-hmm. She's... That woman that we've been hearing who entices you to sin. But now he's saying he's speaking to something that's bigger. When he speaks of that seduction, he's speaking about entering into folly itself. Right. And the woman folly is loud and seductive, just like the Proverbs 7 woman, Proverbs 5 woman. She sits at the door of her house and takes a seat on the highest places of the town. So both women are located in the same place. They're both in the highest places of a town, right. and they both are saying the same thing, right? Verse 16, she says the exact same thing as Lady Wisdom does, which is whoever is simple, let him turn in here. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a, a really strong case to be made that what this is speaking about. So if both of them are in the highest places of a town, what they're both speaking to is worship. right? They're both speaking to religion. They're both speaking to um, pursuing God or the gods, and this, I mean, this really is the whole history of Israel, right? If you've been through the historical books with us, you know this. Again and again, God's people turn to idols. So this, this is a depiction not just of right living or wrong living. It's a depiction of pursuing God versus falling into false worship, mm-hmm. pursuing false gods. It's, it's Yahweh versus the idols. Mm-hmm. And this clarifies for us why it is that life and death are at stake. As you mentioned already, we know from the rest of Scripture that sin leads to death. You you shouldn't have missed that. But what he's speaking of, pursuing wisdom, is seeking God, worshiping the true God, and Mm -hmm. turning away from false gods. And therefore, it is the definition of seeking spiritual life or turning to spiritual
0: death. Right.
1: So this this sets up the entire book of, of Proverbs. We see at the end of this chapter, Lady Folly says... Stolen water is sweet. Bread eaten in secret is pleasant. Just steal, just compromising, you'll mm-hmm. you'll enjoy it more. Right. Verse eighteen. But he does not know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of Sheol. Mm. You want to have a, a feast with the dead? You you that's that's folly. Right. Right. I think it's Ed Welch has a great book about addictions, and the title is uh, Addictions: A Banquet in the Grave. Mm-hmm. Right? Addictions promise to give you a feast. With death, right. and, uh, and that's such a, such a great title, and it's a good reminder for us of what sin promises but never ever delivers. Right. So pursuing wisdom or folly—that's central to worship itself. It's, this is a this is a big deal. So the the proverbs that will follow are not just pithy statements, nice thoughts. They are ways to show you how to worship God, how mm-hmm. to follow God, how to live the good life, which is a life that's lived for God. Yeah,
0: amen to that. Um, How is, you know, briefly, how is the gospel connection seen here? How is the good news of
1: Jesus Christ seen through these Proverbs? Well, so one thing we do see, and we have to be careful with this because we can end up in a bad place if we're not careful, but Jesus is clearly identified with wisdom in the New Testament. So now I say this is dangerous because um, the I think it's Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, one of those, have tried to make the case that wisdom in, in Proverbs 8 is Jesus hmm. there, and that he was created, therefore, because it says, I was with God you know, at the creation of the world. I was first of his creations, all that. So we're not saying that that lady wisdom is Jesus. There's, there's too many problems to say it's a direct uh, connection. But clearly, Jesus fulfills this picture of wisdom in the New Testament, clearly. Right. I mean, we see in, in 1 Corinthians 1, thir- 1, which is all about wisdom – um, but it clearly points in you know folly of God and, and the wisdom of man and all that sort of stuff. But verse thirty it says because of and because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, mm-hmm. righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So we see that written all over the New Testament that Jesus is the source of wisdom. He is wisdom uh, personified, right right the ultimate personification of wisdom. yeah, so there's clear clear connections. It seems like more of
0: a parallel with job than that it would be, you know, directly here with God being seen as the ultimate source of wisdom. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. Yeah. And, and and we see it in Colossians. We see Jesus identified with wisdom, right? We see Jesus uh, is the source of, of all wisdom and knowledge, right, Colossians 2, 3, in whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So Jesus is constantly, he's perverted as a teacher of wisdom in Mark chapter 1. Right. And he speaks in his ministry in parables, which is the Hebrew word for Proverbs. Mm. Now, of course the they story is a little different, but that he is he is a wisdom preacher. He's right. speaking wisdom, and he comes to the world to personify for us what wisdom is all about. So mm-hmm. the ministry of Christ is an invitation to the life that Proverbs speaks to.
0: Amen. Yeah. Pursue
1: wisdom, know wisdom, and you will have life. We we know that we can't have wisdom on our own, right. and we can't have life on our own. Jesus comes to the to the earth to personify wisdom, not just to give us good advice, but to fulfill what we're lacking. Right and to, to place his spirit in us to, to show us the way back to the tree of life yeah. through his sacrifice and through the life that comes through him.
0: Yeah, amen, amen. Well, that's all we have for this week. Uh, thanks for joining us for Daily Gospel, and um, we'll see you for the rest of Proverbs next time.